On this week's episode of the Third World Podcast, join us as me and Shaps do some soul searching. Friend betrayals. We're getting deep today. Hope you guys enjoy. We had a great time filming this discussion. Smooth transition. Welcome back to the Third World Podcast. I'm still Shaps. Still joined by Caleb. All right. All still right. me. We're still us. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to change. All day, every day. You know, do you ever have someone ask you, is it like, is it today Tuesday? And they go, yeah, all day. You ever get that from somebody? I've never gotten that Some before. sarcastic person. No. This isn't the bit I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do. It's just oh, okay. something I've noticed. <laughs> That's actually a very clever response. I'd say like, yep, all day. I'm like, ah, you stupid dad, even though we're both 19. <laughs> you stupid father. Yeah, you stupid dad joke looking trucker. How, how dare you? Nope, never gotten that before. Too bad you haven't lived. I guess not. I'd argue you haven't lived yet. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a pretty good argument. Uh, All right, guys. As promised, I know Shabs is really not excited about this, but we always do the going to do for the next few episodes until I probably run out or get tired of it. You know, I, I think I could give y'all at least five, you know, at the very least, and just be like, wow, no wonder he bombed. But My, my goal is to outdo Caleb just by one joke, so I can <laughs> never, I never actually run out of jokes, mm, you know. That's fair. He's got an infinite <laughs> database. So, a couple episodes ago, I shared my failed comedy routine, and then through unanimous vote of one person, our biggest fan, apparently, came in and said, yes, please share your jokes. So I'm going to go ahead and do mine. Actually, it doesn't matter what order we go in, but mm. Shaps will share a joke that he made 100% independently, dad wow. jokes that he has created on his own. I will give him props for that. Like, he, he likes dad jokes, and he, like, just made up his own. Mm. And they're actually not bad. There are a couple that, like, it's not so much that I laughed at him, but I was able to appreciate mm -hmm. how creative they were in original. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, cut out the part where he was on the floor laughing. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> so I actually don't know what, what's considered a bit you know what i mean like what well, makes a bit is usually like is it something you don't well you don't well no well, well kind of like a bit is something like you don't just tell you're doing a bit mm -hmm. like you just sort of like act it out um isn't that this whole show <laughs> this whole show we're doing bits it no, no, like. so a bit would be like an ongoing joke you know that you're not trying that you try not to ruin essentially mm. Say, I remember how we were talking about how we were in a million dollar studio, which we still are. Right. So that's a bit. Yeah. Never stop. We're gonna keep that up. And then, like, uh, if you want to add to the bit, you'd be like, "Oh, what's that assistant? No, yeah. I said we're recording right now." Oh, uh, see, our, our producer's trying to reach us right now with the blinking red light, yes. and then there's like nobody here. <laughs> yeah, that's All right. a bit. All right, that makes sense. Well, this isn't a bit then, so it's just a joke I had. And actually, if I'm being honest with you, it's just like a full on. It's something that happens all the time, for me at least. And I, I talked it over with my buddy Paul, Darcy's husband, because, you know, we're they're renting the studio with us. Oh, okay. yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, it's a pretty hefty bill. We have mm -hmm. to, like, split the bill here. Honestly, not that we can't afford it. But. Of course not. You know, our, our podcast is going crazy. We get billion mm -hmm. subs mm -hmm. and uh, four billion views every episode, yeah. you know. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're rich. Yeah, we're rolling yeah. it. Awesome. Um, we don't ever talk about our sponsors because they just they, – we don't even have to give them a commercial. Honestly, they, you know. like, they're sponsoring us, mm -hmm. you know. So, all right. Again, this is, like – something i've this is a real scenario i've kind of been able to turn into a joke and i'm not even sure on stage how i introduce it to be okay. honest with you there's no like real transition to it but so what trips me out every time i'm in a relationship they're usually people that have uh troubled pasts mm. okay and they always want to tell me and this is what i guess what you're supposed to do right yeah you know but like they always want to tell me how great i am and like how i'm the best guy they've ever like been with 
But they always want to tell me in the worst, I am in a compromised position. Okay. So okay. I'm always eating something ridiculous, like a big oversized hot dog with chili on it. And I'm wearing what I'm wearing today. I'm wearing pink on pink, right? And I'm just wearing okay. this for the episode. You Completely actually can't see. Emasculine. Yeah. Yes. yes. And then like as I take a bite, and okay, so I'll do this with any hot dog that has, you know, guacamole on it or chili. Mm. I'll be taking a bite and then the, the avocado immediately just falls onto my shirt and I look all disgusting. I didn't shower that day, haven't shaved. Sure. Face is all oily and then like, oh my, you know, you're the best thing ever that's ever happened to me. You know, like, uh, you know, you're, you're not like <laughs> Like any man I've ever like been with, and I'm sitting here just like, like you know, like really, like it's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. Mm, yeah. And I, it makes me just sit here and wonder, like, what if I, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing right? Apparently, you know, it's driving, you know, it's crazy to me. I guess so. just keeping those hot dogs. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that's the. I can find a way to make it funnier. I just have, you know, I don't I know. I think it needs like, like, do you ever like add stuff to a story to make it punchier? I mean. Or do you just tell it beat for beat? Every comedian does. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, like, I think it's a funny scenario. When I told it to Paul, he laughed, but I'm wondering if I need to get it more streamlined, perf- uh, what's the word, delivery, <laughs> delivery, yeah. where it's just like, that's how I tell it every time, and it's going to be funny, mm-hmm. instead of, like, trying to re-summarize it into a different story every time. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It, it, uh, th- there's some big ministers that we know where they, they talk about how they have to, like, take their message and make it approved to everybody. You know, instead of just like whoever's in the building, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're live streaming it to other parts of the country or other parts of the world, they're like, you know, we have to make it to where everyone can follow along. Mm. So I I should probably do something like that to make it more like it's proven to be funny every time I tell it, if I tell it this same exact way. Yeah. You need focus groups. Mm Mm-hmm. Test group. You you mean go to another open mic night? You're going to hand them a hot, every one of them a hot dog as you tell the story. Mm -hmm. That's what's that and relatable. Spray mayo chip all over it. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Now talk about something that's embarrassing to have fall on you when you're being told how great you are. <laughs> but it's true though. Every time I'm like, you know, they're always telling me when I'm in a really bad like again, like nothing's working out. <laughs> like I'm in I'm not in a good position. I'm really rough looking. <laughs> I guess that should be more like so in comedy, typically in order for something to be funny, there has to be some form of Misery, especially when telling a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, I would probably add that you were like in tears or something over something really sad, you know, just like really make yourself look miserable, <laughs> you know, like really just like completely rock bottom. I'm like I'm eating like, cookies on the couch and I got crumbs all over yeah, me. Yeah, you have like a big tub of ice cream. This is my man. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. But really, uh, though, like, yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> like that's, that's that's how it goes, though. No, they don't so ever weird. tell me when, like, I just got done, like, you know, I, I went to five different stores to find the slice of cake she wanted. Yeah. You know, it's like after I haven't done any of that and I haven't even, like, brushed my teeth yet. Sure. You know, so whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, give me your dad joke. All right, here we See, go. See, we almost killed 10 minutes with this with these old talks right here. Nice. Sound pretty good. All right, you all ready, audience? Um, this is one of my this is one of the uh, proven favorites. Uh, what do you call a bisexual soldier awaiting orders? What? Standing by. All right, that is creative, but I don't know when you'll ever use that in a conversation. <laughs> what you, what conversation? The thing with dad jokes is they always, when a word they hear triggers that joke they want to tell. You know what I'm saying? No, they well, don't just no, ever no, walk no, up. No, no, When have all the other jokes been applicable to real life? So let's say 
Let's see. Wait, 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 what well, hold on, hold on. You no, just no, no, asked on. me to sit for a minute. I, no, no, I like I like the joke. It's creative. But, like, the thing with dad jokes is, like, they come up naturally. But no, no, no. Okay, hold on a second. You just asked me to say the joke. Then you criticize it for I'm not, not criticizing. being natural. No, 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 no. Wait no. a minute. Uh, I'm not criticizing <laughs> wait it. Wait a minute. I'm not criticizing it. It's a good joke. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering. I'm, this is the last time I opened up to you. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering when it would. <laughs> when would come up? What are you talking about? <laughs> All the jokes I've said so far. When was when, when, when so? Give me the first one. Give me the first one you you did. The first one? Yeah. Do you remember the bare minimum joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. When would that come up? So two get, bears t- are sitting in a cave. One says to the other, "So how long are you gonna hibernate?" The other says, "Just the bare minimum." <laughs> When is that gonna come up? Whenever you whenever you have kids and your son's only doing the bare minimum, and then you could be like, uh, you know, yeah. Well, if my son, <laughs> if, if my son's bisexual and he's about to join the army, that would come be pretty natural. <laughs> so or daughter, like, I guess. You're just gonna use that joke once in your entire life. You're, gonna have one, you're only gonna have one bisexual child <laughs> joining the military. No, I tell these jokes always, like to cheer people up. Like, doesn't matter. I'm gonna. T- I always tell them I'm gonna start. I'm gonna tell right, a joke right. now. I'm not criticizing. I'm going to tell you a joke now, and I then just, that's then I tell the joke. I always just feel like uh, dad jokes they always come up in conversation whenever that's it's like not necessarily you know, true. You know, like liquor. I hardly know. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's mm, that's not a dad joke. That's just kind of gross. I disagree. Those are dad jokes. I wouldn't tell the my, corny ones. I wouldn't tell my son that. <laughs> <laughs> no, my bisexual son. My bisexual there, son would not be in her. Bed, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, whatever. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Uh, our audience, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Should I keep Please. my clap shut until the right perfect moment? Clap? Yeah. The f- <laughs> like my mouth, clap. Oh. That's disgusting. My clapper. Ooh. Can you stop? <laughs> clapper? I heard that. Was good. Oh, God. And there you go, the natural. See? I just gave you what's a real-time a, what's example. What's a good unisexual name for my bisexual son? <laughs> um, Like... Frankie, maybe Taylor, but that's middle name. Frankie, Frankie, you remember Frankie, the gr- the from Frosty Some from Imaginary Friends? You're so right. Frankie is my new bisexual son's name or daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm not judging. Right, and then like you can pick either side of the spectrum when it's done. Frankie, is mm-hmm. it, you know, or Frankie or Frank. Yeah, exactly. Or Franklin. Let me be frank with you. Frank. I, I knew a Frankie one Frank. time who was uh, actually really into me. So it was a girl. Yeah. Okay. Well, say if it was a guy though, you know, I don't judge. Everyone's got to shoot their shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been asked that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with shooting your shot? Honestly. Wait. So how did that encounter go? I'm curious. Uh, the gay encounter. It was, okay. So it was uh, another guy. Well, Frankie was a, was a girl, but there was there was a guy who asked me out one time. Okay. Do you mind me asking how that went? I was a little confused at the time because I was kind of young, so I was like, okay. So you were so. Was it confused as in you couldn't comprehend if he was being real, like a guy's asking me out? Like, well, yeah. like I knew what it was, but I was just kind of like at that time I was like, eh, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to like comp like uh, take that. You know, I don't have to comprehend that. You know, because like when you're straight your whole life and then you're still straight, it's like oh, I, at that time to- at that time I was still like a teenager, so like it was still like not like I would say super mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the time yeah. it was like eh. That's kind of weird. I know what you mean. Yeah. Not mainstream. I had trouble being around people that were gay for a while. Really? Like well, like almost well into my young adult. Mm-hmm. I, I say it wasn't until I was around 22, 23 when I actually started like working, working with people and had to interact and yeah, kind of yeah. working in a jail. You have to trust the people that you're working with. Oh, sure. You know, almost to a fault. 
because you don't really know them. But in that scenario, we're surrounded by a bunch of inmates that could, you know, they, they don't, but they could just like take, take, yeah. it's just you watching 72 people, one guard. So when another guy comes in there to help you with something, mm-hmm. you, you have to trust them. You have to rely on them. You have to have each other's backs. Yeah. So when you're in that type of scenario where you have to rely on somebody else, you just start naturally, you start growing or getting closer together or start accepting each other. So yeah, yeah. it was just interesting to me how long it took me to be around someone who was different mm-hmm. and being like, you know, able to just have a regular conversation and not be weird about it. I don't think I was ever weird, weirded out when I was talking to them. Mm-hmm. I think the concept was just like hard to grasp at the time. But no, I've never had like awkward interaction with anyone right. uh, who was gay. Actually, I got along with them most of the time. Yeah. But yeah, because it's, I don't know, once you get over like the whole, uh, they're just people, like it was yeah. like, eh, no wonder, sure. that's totally normal. Yeah, for sure. So interesting, interesting little talk we had. Mm-hmm. It took yeah. up three whole minutes. Sounds oh, good. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay. I wanted to talk about friend betrayal. Have you had anyone betray you as a friend? Yeah. So Many times. Friend betrayal is really weird to me mm. because I, it's hard to picture somebody betraying you especially like me being me mm-hmm. me being myself i i think i'm very likable mm-hmm. i think i'm very approachable i'm very understanding yeah. I, i'm understanding when someone messes up and they come back and say sorry i'm not gonna i i, I don't hold it against people sure. i really don't so when someone actually stabs me in the back and i actually feel like i can't be around you anymore i do not trust you it takes a lot for me to get to that point sure are you the same way or is it easier for you to be like i'm out of here <laughs> It definitely didn't used to be. It used to, like, wreck up my life, you know? But nowadays, even, like, most recently, I'm hurt, but I'm still pretty quick to be like, okay, well, you're done then. Like, mm-hmm. I have enough friends to fall back on to where I don't feel like my life's, like, completely thrown upside down if one person's, like, totally being, you know, like, not cool. Yeah. So, to me, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you're done. Like, we're not we're not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of just move on with it. Um, and then again, I have enough friends to where I have backup, like in yeah. case like they start spreading some lies about me or something like that, or they do something really messed up. Typically a lot of people will come to my defense now. Sure. Uh, it wasn't always like that, but yeah. So when you were younger, mm-hmm. like as far back as you want to go, did you ever feel like someone betrayed you when really they hadn't? And it was just like you as a person not being mature enough well, yet? Well, I guess I'll just tell the story and then you can probably decide. Okay. Are you okay um, with me giving me an honest opinion? Yeah, fine. Sure. I mean, like, even if it's not, I'm your only favorite. asking because I don't know <laughs> okay. anymore. Sure. Like at the time, I felt like I was, but at the, now I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Okay. So I don't feel like hard on the other, either or the sure. spectrum. So okay. yeah, give me your opinion. Sweet. Um, I was around. I was a teenager, and there was a friend I met, um, and it was the first friend I met in like ten plus years or something, right? Uh, we were both like pretty much the same age. He was a little kind of weird. I'll just say that he's a little weird. Um, compared to you, how weird was he? Like this kid probably tortures animals, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Thank you for your honesty. Continue. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, and then we met a girl. We both met a girl, and I really liked her. Um, and she like kind of liked me, but kind of not. You know, like it was on and off. Um, um and- I'm sorry. One more, real quick. I think you already said. But how old were you? Uh, I was probably like 15, 16, something okay. like that. Cool. Yeah, that's important. Uh, yeah, keep yeah, in yeah, mind. Of course, of course. So, yeah, like barely high school. I liked her, and, you know, she didn't really like me, but like kind of she did. And like we became like really, really good friends. And we texted every day. 
Um, and my friend was encouraging it. My, my guy friend, he was encouraging it, you know, the entire time. Well, I didn't handle it super well because I was never been like interested in like a really interested in a girl before. So like, I'm not going to say I handled it completely wrong. And I was like weird. I was awkward, you know, just yeah. like, obviously it wasn't going to work out just because of me by myself. However, my friend kept on encouraging it. Right. And then he would say things like he would get me to do things and tell me like, okay, well imagine she's here. And like, you know, like imagine she's watching you do it. And then you do it. Like, uh, I've never like dived into a pool before. And he was like, well, imagine she's there. I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. And he got me to do stuff because of that. Well, it turns out we went to like a camp one day and they started texting. I didn't know about it. And then when we got back to camp, I found out that they were actually dating, but he was like egging me on the whole time, which was really weird. And then he actually had one of his friends who I didn't know. He gave his number to one of his friends, a multiple of his friends actually, and we'd have them randomly call me and text me in the night. Um, and one of them was texting me about like, "Oh man, like, uh, I heard I heard that you know so and so are dating right now. Like, it sucks that you're not a part of that anymore." And it's like, "What the crap's going on?" Um, and eventually, you know, I kind of lashed out a little bit, and I got excommunicated from both of them. <clears throat> and he actually got on Twitter and threatened to drive to my house and kill me. So mm. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. That was really rough. Yeah. That's actually why I don't use Twitter. But sure. Yeah. Shout out to episode. I'm just kidding. I don't remember what episode that was. Was yeah, that yeah, six yeah. or seven? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. I was like, again, that was like really weird kid stuff. So I'm like, I don't know how to interpret that's all that. It's a little bit more than kid stuff. Like, you know, actual like physical threats. Yeah. So I, that that's the thing. So there's a lot, there's like elements to it, but the, sure. the, like I know I did so much wrong there. Yeah. But also that kid was just crazy. <laughs> just, yeah. He yeah. was an actual psychopath. Yeah. And he like, yeah. Yeah. So now he was a close friend to you, you would say. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Huh. Definitely. Um. Yeah. That's a, I, I count that as betrayal mm-hmm. for sure. Obviously, yeah. uh, we didn't go into too many details about what you could have done better or improved on, but sure. I would say he was definitely a manipulative type. And again, like, like I told you, he gave his number, my number out to like a bunch of people because he thought it was funny. And yeah. Had it. Like I was like, just like really weird stuff like that. So yeah. But then like it took me, it took me a while to realize actually he was never really a friend. Sure. Like he never actually did anything. Like even my sister was like, yeah, he, you never, you guys like never hung out. You guys never like actually did stuff together. You just saw each other once in a while. And then like he would just really be mean to you. I was yeah. like, oh, you're right. So, but I, in my interpretation, I was like, that, that's the only person I had, you know? Right. Um, but then obviously I grew out of that and I started actually getting like real friends. Yeah. So I've always, I've never had trouble making friends, to be honest with you way back Mm -hmm. when I was like five and the next, the kid next door, I have memories of this where he had a PS2 or PS1 actually, Mm -hmm. he had a PS1 and we got to just hang out all the time. Sure. And this is like a little, this is like more backstory than anyone in our audience needs. But I remember Mom made a big point to say, hey, make sure he invites you before you go into his house. Yeah. Just It's common courtesy, I guess, to make sure you're invited. Mm-hmm. And I always told, I always went up to his door. I just want to play on the PlayStation. He was my friend, but yeah. we're, you know, five, as much as a real friend can be at five years old. And I would always knock on, I would knock on the door. He'd open it and say, hey, so am I invited in? You know, I just needed the permission. Sure. So I just, I'd, I'd, I'd lead the conversation be like, am I invited in? You know, and I'd go over there dang near every day and he'd say, yes, 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 wow. you're invited. And we go play. Then the one time my mom wanted to go make sure I was invited, you know, to make sure I, I mm. was actually being invited in. Okay. Because I asked him every time, am I invited? And he's like, yes, come on. The one time my mom walked me over there and knocked on the door for me. Mm. My buddy, his name was Matt at the time. 
I know so many mats. Uh, he'd open the door. He's like, Caleb, welcome. You are completely invited. And it was like, <laughs> it just worked out. That's hilarious. <laughs> in my favor. That, that's just, I, I have a history of just being lucky. That's, that's <laughs> you know? really funny. So, well, when I was in elementary school, I had yeah. a really good friend mm-hmm. uh, named David. Uh, he was an only child, so he didn't like have any brothers or sisters. So it really worked out. And I really wanted, you know, a friend my age. And like, yeah. we, we did, yeah, we uh played and like went over to each other's house like all the freaking time but as yeah. soon as but that was in, back in louisiana as soon as i moved here like that all went away of course but when you're that young like but like until like probably until i was like not counting the whole betrayal friend thing i mm. probably didn't have like an actual friend until i was like 17 yeah like so like super long time not to have like actual I remember when we moved, so mm-hmm. Matt, the kid's name was Matt, and we were in Minnesota, Coon Rapids, shout out, and we moved to Missouri, and I, I just remember that we, we were all up at five in the morning, mm-hmm. and everything was packed, and we all loaded everything up in the truck, okay, and all my friends kind of got together, I don't remember anybody else, I remember Matt, but I remember there, was, there were other kids, I just yeah, remember yeah, yeah. who they were, and they were all just together, and they were telling me bye, mm-hmm. even back then, I had bunch of friends that were going to miss me, you know, sure. I, I, never th- I didn't think about that. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I'm, I'm sitting here having revelations here, having flashbacks as we're doing this episode. Hey, Matt, if you're out there, yeah. you are completely welcome to be on this podcast. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so weird. But yeah. yes, that'd be cool. Um, Have you ever like tracked down people you used to know? No, hmm. I don't know where they would be. Sure. That's a whole nother discussion. But, <laughs> you know, we could I could go through childhood friends, but anyway. So I, anyway, the, the the point of that was I I've never had trouble making friends, sure. and I'd even say really close friends. You know that I just I I always draw the right people to me. Mm-hmm. Every now and then we'll get to the friend betrayal aspect of it for sure, but I've always attracted good solid people to be friends with. You know I'm at the stage now where the friends I make now I feel like are gonna be my friends forever. That's pretty cool for me. I'm sort of the one, like, I don't make friends with everyone. I just mm-hmm. kind of, I have, like, a neutral state with everyone. Where, yeah. like, hey, no matter what, you're cool with me. Um, but if you do X, Y, or Z, you go really low down the totem pole really mm-hmm. quickly. And I'll make that clear from the very beginning. Like, hey, I've got boundaries. Like, sure. I tell everyone pretty much, these are my boundaries. If you <clears> don't <throat> set boundaries, you're open to people taking advantage of you. Yeah, and then there's some people who are like, wow, like, I just did this. What's the big deal? I'm like, well, like that's a boundary for me. Yeah. Like I'm just like, I'm very, very careful and very picky about, you know, people right. I associate with probably because of, you know, what yeah. happened to me before. Like sure. I don't just be friends with everyone. Yeah. And I see so many other friendships dissolve. I mm-hmm. put quotations there, you know, of my other friends because, oh my gosh, like, I had no idea that was going to happen. How do you know who's that way? I was like, well, actually like I could kind of tell the red flags and, you know, he was always either mooching off you mm-hmm. or he's always talking behind your back. Like I very am sense. I'm very sensitive to like red flags and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And you gotta be, yeah. And nothing pisses me off more. Like this is the biggest red flag you can do is when you start going after people I like. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you start dogging on like a friend of mine, like we're mm-hmm. done, like for just sure. straight up and I'll get vicious. Like just mm-hmm. uh, yeah. probably to a fault, but like, yeah, legitimately like, but you don't feel that way about yourself. Not really. No. Yeah. Cause I feel like I can, I can discern enough for myself to not get put in front of a truck, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to put myself in that situation um, where like 
I'm going to be friends with someone who is talking behind my back or, you know, trying to get something out of me. Like yeah. I'm a well aware enough, you know, I like to think so at least to avoid those kinds of relationships. And typically I've had, I've shut down quite a few before mm. and they've kind of, even before they really got started, they'd be like, well, why? I'm like, I just doesn't feel right. You know, like I don't feel like we're cooking, you know, like I don't feel yeah. like I, I like you. You're fine. But like, we're not like friends, friends. Yeah. Um, so it always throws me off when like there's super extrovert people who are just really, really friendly and very, very like outgoing, like the type to be like, if it was, if it was a girl for instance, and she'd be like, Hey, let's just go hang out and walk in a park for two hours. I'm like, I don't, I don't know you though. It's mm-hmm. really weird. You know, like it'd be weird with anyone, you know, like sure. specifically. Um, and like people who were close to me know I wouldn't appreciate that. You know, like I wouldn't be, that's not thing, something I like to do. I'd see that myself, like, Walking is very personal to me. I like doing that myself. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like like sharing that experience with anyone else. But or just anybody. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't like blame them for. Them. I'm like, I'm just that's just not me. You know, and sometimes I can't take it. Sometimes I can. Who knows? It's interesting you brought that up. But yeah. what I don't like is when some people start telling me they see clearly who I am and what I'm about, and they start to say, "Well, you should change that." And I think we talked about this before. Like, what things that you should improve versus things that you need to change. Like. Very few. I mean, like, there's a there are a lot of core things about yourself, personally, personality wise, that you really shouldn't have to change for people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, you know, like if they're really your friends, like you shouldn't have to change for them. Improve, yes, we're always having to improve. Yeah, for sure. But like, you shouldn't have to change yourself for your friend, especially if it's one person saying you should really be doing this. Like, one person recently was like, you should really say hi to me every single time and tell me <laughs> and tell me like a compliment. I was like. No, until you compliment, that's until a lot of work. I was like, hell no. Honestly, I don't do that to anyone, even people yeah. I like. Right? You know, yeah. Like, like my close friends, I don't do that. Yeah, too. yeah exactly. Like this you know? is not, it's kind of weird for me. Like I don't, I don't do, I don't do that. Right? They're like, well, it's a totally normal thing to do. It's polite. You should do. It. I'm like, no. And sidebars, it you know, you should do that to like someone you're pursuing as a girlfriend sure. or boyfriend. You yeah. know, compliment them. Not, but, my, not but someone no. I met two days ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so fast forward. Uh, I am 14 years old. And I have a friend. Oh, I got a couple best friends at that time mm-hmm. that I met at church. And it was really, it was like one of the best times to be alive. Sure. Every And now me being homeschooled at the time, the only time you're going to see these people is youth group Wednesdays and church on Sunday. And yeah, so this kid, I don't know if he listens because I, I still know him. Mm-hmm. Still got him on Facebook and I've reached out to him a few times. Cool. Ryan. Remember Ryan? Hey, shout outs to you. The other friend was named Micah, which mm-hmm. he does listen. So oh, cool. shout outs to you. Hi, Micah. But Ryan, real, real great guy. And we had, I don't, I can't explain to you the chemistry. You've been friends for that long? Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I know. I still see Micah every now and then at mm-hmm. church too, because he still goes to that church and that's cool. Same. So it was pretty sick. Um, anyway, so we get to Ryan, really cool guy. We have such great chemistry. Uh, we when we both discovered Black Ops Zombies at the same exact time, so we'd play every freaking day. He'd yeah. come over and he'd play on my TV. Mm-hmm. I'd go over and play on his TV. There was one time his sister walked in and we're both in our pajamas in the same bed under the covers, just playing zombies, <laughs> right? Or uh, Force Unleashed. You know, we're oh, just true. we're just we're just having fun, right? Yeah. I got invited to his birthday party. To to me back then, if you're homeschooled, you got invited to a birthday party. Like you're in, you've made it. Yeah. You're in the circle. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And what killed it? And this is what this is something that carries into a bunch of friendships I had as a young adult. Sure, this doesn't happen anymore. Okay, 
but it took a lot of work on my end, and mm-hmm. I actually had to kind of go to therapy for this. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't anything like weird. It was just a weird. It was a weird divide, a wedge I would put between me and whoever I had as a best friend. Mm. It was hard, and I'm not even sure how I improved on it. I just realized it was an issue, and I just decided it wasn't be an issue anymore. Could you elaborate what that was? I will. Oh, I'm just sorry, like gotcha, I'm just setting gotcha. it up. Um, so with Ryan, this is where I noticed it was a thing. The first thing I did was I had an idea for what today would be considered a podcast. But at the time, it was like, dude, let's do a YouTube channel. Let's play video games. Let's talk about games. Let's Uh review games, right? Um, My parents have gotten better about this, although it's not quite perfect. Mm -hmm. But they've gotten better about, like, if I have an idea, not just to crap on it. (laughs) Because, you know, I was telling, I told dad, I was like, here's what I want to do. He's like, well, you know, they're... You know, no matter what you do, you're never going to be first to review a game. You know, there's already somebody typing up weeks ahead. But I was like, yes, thank you, Dad. You know, like, I, I get it. Yeah. But the main idea for it, the draw, which, not, you know, I would say it's pretty dumb now. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it was, you know. But at the but time, I was like, what, this is a 14, cool idea. Yeah, this is like a cool idea. It was going to be, the whole idea behind it was going to be, we're going to be anonymous, where we're going to set up a screen, and we're going to sit behind the screen. You just see our silhouettes. You'll never see our face. You know, uh, we're just going to be real cool, mysterious, oh, like, yeah. you know, that's dumb. But at the time, I was like, this is cool. This is what's going to draw people to our channel. That's sure. the gimmick. I didn't know what a gimmick was back then, but that's the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just such strong creative differences over it. Really? To where... You know, at first he's like, yeah, I love that. It's a great idea. We're best friends. It's like, this is what's going to do it. Mm. You know, eventually it turned into like, well, I don't want to be anonymous anymore. Like now I want everyone to see my face. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. That's the whole, that's the whole premise of the show. Mm. You know? And then he's like, well, why don't you just be anonymous? I was like, well, that's stupid. Like you, you, you being, we see your face and then me behind a sheet or silhouette, like what the, you know? And then it just turned into that. And then it turned into like, no, it turns from creative differences to, now we're just fighting over and over and over, mm. over nothing now to where it's like, now we're just arguing over dumb stuff. And then and then at one point he calls me out and is like, how come every time I say something, you got to argue with me? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it got to where anytime I'm seeing him, now we're just arguing with each other. Wow. You know, and then, uh, and then I noticed that this is where I noticed I was the jealous type. I've, I'm actually not anymore, but I used to be the jealous type where now it's like whenever he comes in, and he doesn't say hi to me right away and he'll go hang out with someone else real fast. Even if he's on his, he's make, he's just making his way to say hi to me. I'm sitting here like, oh, why didn't he come straight to me? Why is he, what's he doing over there with different friends? You know? So then I started coming in like, well, now he's not really my friend, you know? And I would just start like, I'd find one thing to pick a fight about. And then I would use it as like, start distancing myself from them. And that's the wedge I'm talking about between Uh, where it's like, we had one bad encounter and now it's like, I'm holding that against them to where it's like, well now I'm just distancing myself from that person. Does that, does that explain it well enough? Yeah, I think so. So that's, that's what I would do with any really close friends I had. And it would, I would just drive a wedge between us, me and them. Like just Mm self-destructive. Okay. Yes. And that's what I carried that, into so much now opening up just a little bit here uh i I don't talk about my biological dad that much but anytime there's threat of physical violence in my head i don't want to i typically tend to shut down that's an automatic like disqualification from being a friend if we're about to fight each other and you're threatening to hit me that brings back memories of my dad so that's when it's like automatic like okay well we can't really be close close friends anymore you I know. think that I think that's kind of normal for 
You think most so? Scenarios. Um, yeah. If someone, my one of my friends, threatens to freaking hit me or you know go at me with something, like yeah. no, I wouldn't give that the time of day. Sure, but like uh, with my brothers, is different because we're well, always going to yeah, be family. But, like, if it's, a, <laughs> if it's a friend. Yeah. Like, no, dude, that's messed up. That brings back memories of my dad, so that's an automatic shutdown for me. I think um, that's just yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, like. I think in general that should just be a rule. Like you sure. know, you're not friends anymore. If yeah, violence true. gets involved for sure. that reason. Possibly. But for you, you've had a traumatic experience with that, where a threat of violence on social media. Yeah, but I don't think about that. Like if someone like threatens to punch me, like yeah, I'll freaking fight him. But like we're done. You know, like if he's yeah. like actually coming at me, like I'll fight him. But like we're done. Like yeah, no, there's no for me. There's no coming back from that. You know, yeah. like you've crossed the line. And I like to think of myself as a pretty mature person, and like that is. The opposite of what mm-hmm. that is. Like, yeah. if, you can't, if you can't, you know, discuss your problems without resorting to violence, resorting to violence, you know, like to me, we're done. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I only associate myself with equally aligned, mature yeah. people. Or sure. I try to at least. So, yeah, no, definitely not. And I apologize, audience. Let me move along here. So, I don't count that as a friend betrayal. Uh-huh. Um, later on, though, when I started working in the prison, I had a really good friend with. Uh, I used to hang out with all the time and every day, almost dang near. And then we'd see each other at work and like, yeah, dude, let's go beat up some inmates together. We didn't actually beat up anybody, but we'd just be like, yeah, dude, let's conquer the world today. Yeah. And it was just like, man, that's a really good friend. And then there was one time I said something that really triggered him, I guess, where he was like, we're going to fight now. So he got up in my face and was like, you know, you know, say that again, say that, you know, and he's like getting real close. And I was like, and it just reminded me of my dad, so I just like shut down. And then, wow. I, and then after that, it was just so weird. We can't, I couldn't hang out with them anymore after that. And he was like, "Dude, what's wrong? What's it, you know? Where? How come we don't hang out?" I was like, "Dude, <laughs> you know." And it was, it was done after that. Wow. Um, that was a big betrayal for me, but it wasn't necessarily what I'm building up to now with this discussion. Okay. But I did. Um, there was another friend before him in college where same thing. I just drove a wedge between us, where we're great friends. We're hanging out every night. He's sleeping on his bed, and I'm sleeping under the bed. Like you know, just we're just like talking until we fall asleep. <laughs> and then eventually, I started getting jealous of all the friends he has, all the girls he's pulling, and I would just eventually find a way to drive a wedge where sure. I just quit talking to him. Mm. Um, so then we fast forward to now. Now, now I, I've worked on those issues. I actually don't have those issues anymore. Whenever I recognize I'm, I'm wanting to get jealous or I'm wanting to get upset or I want to drive a wedge between people, I I shut it down because I know that's wrong. I was like, There's okay, no wedge between us. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. But we good fans. You know, let, let me let me talk about what led to me fixing that. Okay. So I didn't unfriend those friends. So Ryan, still friends on Facebook. My buddy in college, still friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. He's one of the ones I cut out. And he was trying, he, he kept trying to reach out mm. and try to fix things. And I just always ignored it. Mm. He never understood what was going on in my head until, and this is what made me go back and apologize to everybody. Because up until that point, 2020, I had just cut them off mm-hmm. and just could dry cold turkey just left. Sure. And they were always confused as to why I, I had just taken off, basically. Um, my first breakup, when she did the same to me, she just left, just hard, pulled out. Mm-hmm. We're not holding hands anymore. We're not talking sweet to each other. Just gone. And I didn't get it. And I was le- I was just sitting there on a cold winter night, literally, like, what just happened? And they're gone. And that was the worst feeling ever. And I was like, holy cow, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I was sitting here like, man, I've been doing that my whole life, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> so, so 
after about six months of processing the, the first breakup, right before I started dating another girl, I had done some real hard self-evaluation. I was like, man, I do this to people. Mm-hmm. And it's not just hurting me, it's hurting them. And it's not it's not fair. Yeah. It, even if they did something to where it was a threat of physical violence, it's not fair of me to just leave without giving them an explanation. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Even the guy that threatened to fight me, um, I should have told him, like, look, dude, because of that, we're not, we can't be close anymore. Instead of just like, you know, this sounds weird to describe a friendship like this, but with the just lit gone, dear John type of thing. Yeah. I didn't even do that, you know, like it, the right. common courtesy, King yeah. of the Hill joke here. You didn't even leave me a dear John letter. <laughs> so after that breakup, I, I went back to all those people and was like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fair to me. I should have at least told you what was bugging me. Even if I felt like we couldn't be friends after I should, I owed them an explanation. Mm -hmm. It's not right to walk into someone's life, make them feel happy, make them feel better and then just leave. That's not right. That's not cool. So went back and apologized to everybody. Still close to most of them now. And at least we're on good terms to where if we wanted to speak, we can speak. Mm -hmm. But it used to be like, you know, I don't want to talk to them wrong. That's not cool. So yeah, no. And typically I'm not afraid to always tell them exactly what they did. You know, like it's so important for growth for both individuals, you know, if for communication, you know, clear yeah. communication, like be honest. Like, Cause even if you're not the one in the wrong, mm-hmm. they're worth communicating to. Sure. You know, how are they ever going to get better? How exactly. Are you gonna get better? Exactly. Like, and I always took it so personally when someone corrected me in that regard, especially mm-hmm. when I was younger, you know, I'm not, sure. of course I'm still young, but when I was younger, younger, 18, 19, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone tried to correct me, I was like, Oh, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get butthurt about it. Yeah. And use that as a wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we fast forward to now. I'm dang near perfect, right? Yeah. You know, just yeah. like I'm it's awesome. Caleb. I'm living my best life here. I'm Caleb Prime. Okay. Like if mm-hmm. there's a multiverse of me where all the villains get together, they'd call me as the head of the council of Caleb's. Like it's <laughs> it's time, right? So living uh-huh. my best life. Now I view betrayal very differently to where me being a really, I think I'm a really good guy. Huh. Agree to disagree, audience, people that know me and people that tune in, but and, and you, agree to disagree. I think I'm a really decent guy. And when people betray me now, I'm sitting here like, what the heck? Like, I was so nice to you. Mm-hmm. I opened my house up to you. I, op- you know, I shared my cigars. I shared my drinks. Like, I, I got some top shelf whiskey that I don't just share with anybody. Mm-hmm. But, like, when, when you're at my house, it's like, that's my, like, hey, dude, what's mine is mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, what's mine is yours. And you don't even have to do what's yours is mine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't I don't care if it's a little one-sided. I'm just a very hospitality-central person. Mm-hmm. So when someone stabs me in the back, it's like, wow, I can't believe you did that to me. Like me, of all mm-hmm. people, because, like, it's hard to really get on my bad list. You know, yeah. you, you have to you have to try. Yeah. You know, and so there, there are some people that, that'll try, and they get on it. And I'm like, holy cow, dude, like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So... Um, but, but what about you before we get into my actual I betrayal story? I'm very <laughs> careful about burning bridges, um, intentionally. Cause like typically you're the one who has to, if this person's being toxic, you're the one who has to set the bridge on fire, sure. you know, and burn it. Sure. I'm very careful about doing that because I just, it's more about like networking and relationships and stuff. Like you never know what's going to come back. You mm-hmm. never know who's going to know who, um, I know that in the professional industry world is you don't burn bridges with people, you know, like you just don't, if there's being like, if if I'm on a gig somewhere, you know, working a show Mm -hmm. and someone's being a jerk and I've had people before who have had it out for me for practically no reason, who has tried to get me thrown off shows. Um, I was honest to my supervisor or like the guy who was overseeing the show about it. 
And but I never like, you know, talk bad about him. I never went after him. I never did anything because I know that guy's really connected. And that if I burn my bridges with too many people, you mm. know, who always get on my bad side yeah. and I don't act professional about it, like it's going to hurt me down the road. You yeah. know, you never know how many more per- potential relationships you're going to burn because yeah. of that. Um, for me, it's always a last resort, you know, to just cut off someone. But sometimes it's completely right. necessary. Yes. And 100% necessary for I'll get everyone. into why. <laughs> yeah, I was, okay, so like last night I was talking to a bunch of my friends of mine and they were describing to me this relationship. It was really weird. It was essentially like what's going on is there's like this person's brother was dating someone toxic, but this person who's toxic still reaches out to all of his family mm. as friends, but they were never like all friends and they were yeah. all talking to me about it. How, like all the things she's doing wrong and how she needs therapy, but she's not going to therapy. And it's like all this stuff. And like, oh my gosh, it's so exhausting whenever they text him. I'm like, honestly, I feel like all of you should just stop talking to her. Yeah. Like just like yeah. it feels like it's not good for anyone to mm-hmm. be talking to her right now. Sure. Like to me, like that's completely logical to me. And that's what I would do in that scenario. But how do you feel if she were to reach out and say, hey, I need help. I'm sorry. Like the I'm sorry part? Yeah. And then she's like, can we try again? Well, I'm not part of that situation but if it was reversed and yeah if she, i was if i was like dating her or if i was just no like no friend. no friend, oh, okay, friend. Gotcha, gotcha. no um, oh so this is someone you're interested in no okay this, i don't know this then person. why do we go there <laughs> i don't know this person I, but because it's but yeah never mind relationship was involved Cut. because it was brother of the gotcha girlfriend yes okay. good i mean so yeah same scenario like this person's just like not changing and they would say hey i need help hmm. um well that's the first step and this person is not admitting they need help. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, if they need help, I'm like, okay, like I'll get you resources. I'll get you set up. I'm not going to be the person who pulls you out of this. Mm-hmm. So True. You need to pull but, out. But if they, if they reach out for help too, because maybe they want to, if they came to me with like, I need help, I just don't know what to do. Sure. I will give you the resources. I'll yeah. make sure you're set for success, but I'm not right. going to be the one right. to pull you out. I, you're you going, can't. Because these, those people typically have a problem with reliance and yes. dependency. And if they are dependent on someone trying to pull them out of a ditch, mm-hmm. that just goes in so many wrong directions. Like you need to be able to be independent. Yeah. You need to actually right. work on yourself. Let me let me say before we get to again, I keep trying to build up to the story, and we're now we're almost out of time. Um, so there's a girl, a real uh, good friend of mine. I won't even say her name. She we had so much fun when I first met her three years ago. She's awesome, just a really good friend to have around. But she kept having a habit of disappearing on people. And you could tell something was wrong. Mm, leave randomly? Yeah, for oh, okay. weird stretches of time. Three years later, two and a half years later, she comes back and just messaged me like, I'm sorry. I, I just handled everything so wrong. I'm trying to fix, you know, I'm trying to fix myself. Um, I want to be friends again. I want to go back to some of the old days where we all used to hang out. And she, she just came back and just said, I'm really sorry. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, look, like, that's fine. You know, because she didn't, she never hurt me. Mm-hmm. It was just weird when she kept disappearing and I couldn't, we reach out to talk to her and we we didn't hear anything back. But when she came back and like, I knew something was wrong, but I gave her, she wasn't responding to texts or anything. She didn't respond to hang out. So I just like, she's working through whatever she's doing. I don't know what it is. Cause you know, <laughs> but I was like, you know, she's working through something. And then if she's ever wants to come back and say, sorry, then I'm I'm up for it. And that's what happened. She came back, was like, "Hey, I, I don't know what was wrong with me, you know." And she came back, said, "Can we, can we be friends?" Like, absolutely, I'm here for you. Yeah, it's a bit of that um, fool me once, shame on me kind of thing. Like, if yeah. it, I'm always willing to, you know, forgive like once, maybe. It depends on what they do. 
depends on so what they do. let me yeah, tell you. I guess so. Let me tell you the story now of a guy that burnt, like, just burned the bridges, that this was betrayal. And I, I was I like, I I, know this person and is. I can't talk to you anymore, Yeah, you know. Um, no, it's not. It's not my buddy that I used to hang with. It's a different guy. Oh, okay. So I don't know this person. I don't think so. Okay. Unless I've already told you this story. Okay. So um, there was a guy. I will not say his name in case he listens because he's asked for a link to the show before. And we didn't hang out that much, but I met him and he kept trying at a party and he kept trying to talk to me, which is fine. Like, he wasn't a bad guy to talk to. I don't mean, like, trying to talk to me, like, dude, what are you doing? We're not friends. No, I, I made an effort to be like, hey, uh, I'm doing, we're all hanging out to play pool at my house. Do you want to come come over and talk? Sure. You know, and he came over. And he's like, got off work, and he came over. We played pool. We'd sit out there for a couple hours just talking. So we got to the point, he's at my house. When you're, If you're at my house, there's a little bit more layer of friendship there. You're, you're, you're a little bit closer in my circle if you're at my house. Because I got so much stuff there to do with friends, like close friends. Like let's yeah. put, let's start the hookah and smoke together. If I give you a cigar, you're a close friend of mine. If I if I say, do you want a drink, and I put, and I pour you a bottle of the good whiskey, you're a good friend of mine. You're you're in the you know. If nothing else, even if you're not like in my inner inner circle, like you're pretty close. Yeah. Like that's the tier before. Like you're almost a best friend, right? Um, someone I trust completely. So. I shared a cigar with him. I shared drinks with him. He he could go to my fridge without me ask without me knowing and grab a beer, and I'd be, you know and like hey bro glad you're here. I don't care because that that's more for guests anyway. So fast forward a month into this guy having been come over and I'm inviting him into more personal stuff. He comes to my birthday party and he <coughs> sees this girl. That I'm not into. Mm. She's really into me. She's flirting. She's always messaging me. Hey, when can we hang out again? She's pursuing me. And I didn't feel the same way about her. Uh-huh. But I had opened up to him about it. So he thought I was into her. So he sees her and they're talking for a little bit. She hasn't talked to him because she's not into this guy. Yeah. She's into me. And then I don't I don't think anything of it because I was a little bit I was kind of you know drunk so I don't I don't remember anything at past a certain point that night mm-hmm. and the very next day I see her at work she's a coworker mm-hmm. she comes to me and she's like Caleb like uh, can I show you something and she showed me text screenshots of text that she took of this guy where he came in and messaged her and was like hey I saw that you lost interest in Caleb and you were coming at me you know I'm just trying to re- you know to return do you want to hang out like you know you know he and these texts were very specific to where he was like bro screw Caleb I can see you're into me forget about him yeah you know let's let's hang out and she showed that to me and I was like what the heck that that was so weird yeah because I wasn't into her if he asked me hey are you, is, are you into her like you know if mm-hmm. not I was kind of interested if he had just done that I'd have been like go go ahead bro go yeah. go to town you know but no, he thought I was into her, and he came in with like, dude, like, oh yeah. He must use you as leverage. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And like I said, it it could have been so unavoidable. <laughs> like he didn't have to do that. Yeah. He could have asked me, and I would have been like, no, dude, you're good. I took those. I asked a bunch of friends. I, I talked to Darcy, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I talked to Paul, her husband. And I was like, you know, hey, am I weird? Am I do I mm-hmm. you know? Darcy's very forgiving. Yeah. She told me like you should sit down and talk with them about it. I was like, Darcy, I'm not this this dude just full up like tried to stab me in the back. Oh man, yeah. You know? So I had talked to him. He's like, Hey, when we hang out again, I was like, Mmm, we're not. And I did this over I did this over text because like, you know, I was like, Hey bro, like you can come to the group, like a group 
You know, I demoted him down from like, hey, me and my close friends are hanging out. Come on over. Mm. I demoted him to, hey, there's a social setting where we all hang out. You can come to that if you want, but we're not texting like we used to be. And like, you're not coming up. You're not coming to my house. It's like I told them, I was like, I don't feel comfortable coming over to my house. Did he ever like explain himself or? Yeah. So uh, the the first thing I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mistakes happen. I still felt a certain way about it, but I was like, you know what? So like, thanks for asking. I skipped this part. Mm. I called him. And I was like, hey, dude, what, what, what's going on? I gave him a chance to talk. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know, man. I just get, because he had just broken up with somebody. He's like, I just get weird. He's like, yeah, I just get weird after a breakup. And uh, I don't know. Sounds I don't know. deflecting. But... Yeah. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm waiting for like, uh, you know. I'm sorry. Or yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, no, I just get weird after a breakup. And, you know, uh, I don't know. And I was like, you don't know. And I was like, look, dude, like I invite. And I told him, I was like, I invite you to my house. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I put you on the spot where you can grab a beer. I shared beers with you. Mm-hmm. I shared cigars with you. That's a big deal. They're, they're not cheap, yeah. right? And I just gave him one. I didn't care. I didn't ask him for a refund or anything. I was just, you know, at the time. It's like, dude, I invited you to my house. And I was like, dude, you really kind of stabbed me in the back here, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit. Like, if you thought I was interested in a girl and you just straight up tried to jack her from me, you know, he's like, well, you're not, you know, because then I told them, I told them, like, I wasn't interested in her. But if you'd asked me, like, I, you know, I, I could have told you that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so then when I was like, dude, you really thought I was into this girl and you just tried to jack her from me. Yeah. And he's like, well, you weren't interested in her, right? And I was like, yeah, but that's not the point. You thought I was. And you tried to just like, you know, so. And later I had found out from a bunch of other people like, yeah, dude, he's he's like uh, we all had to kick him out of our house. Right. You know, and I was like, well, thanks for telling me. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> so. It was so I, I told them, and I was like, dude, like, I'm not, you can't come to my house anymore. You can come to this little social setting, but you're not going to be coming to my house. Yeah, I'm not about to invite you to all these really, you're not coming to my house parties anymore, mm. all that stuff. And then he, he's so fake. He's like, okay, bro, thank whenever, whenever you want to talk about it, just let me know, you know, just send me a text. And I was like, I'm not talking to you about anything, dude. Mm. And so then on, I cut him off. I still kept him on Facebook, weirdly enough. And then there was, uh, I, I finally deleted him because mm. I accidentally mixed him up with another friend because mm. he, he has a friend, his name is really close to a friend I had in college. So it's just same last name. And then the, uh, his name started with the same letter and then it was also four letters. So one time I accidentally reached out to him because I thought it was a buddy of mine, Jeff. Yeah. And, and uh, so... Um, I was like, Hey dude, where have you been? Oh, oh dude, God. I'm doing great. And, like, was, no, 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 no. and he was fake again. He was yeah. being fake. Like, Oh dude, so good to hear from you. It's been too long. You know? And then he's like, you know, when can we hang out again? And then I finally looked at the name and I was like, Oh shoot, that's the other guy. Uh, so I just, I just ignored it. <laughs> I just yeah. like hard cut. But I think that was, that's a fair hard cut this time. Mm, not sure. And so, and then that's when I unfriended him. But for me, it's like I'm such a cool guy and I'm such an easy guy to get along with. You really got to try to be like betray me and hurt and hurt me. That's yeah. one where it's like, dude, that was so unnecessary. And I'm such a good guy, solid guy to hang around. That was just and total greed, you know, like, oh, wow. I don't know. That's I don't so know either. Up. What is up with this dude? That's so messed up. Like, Cause, cause okay, it, it reminds me of that. It's the most critical video of like him talking about that. It was like this girl who reached out. When I reached out, but like she posted post a, a bunch of text messages about her best friend who they were like friends for like 10 plus years. And he basically told her in one day that he was only friends with her because he wanted to be with her mm. like for 10 straight years. That's hard too. I'm like 10 oh years, my, oh, that's 10 longer years than what decade. I was 
yeah. of them being best friends just because he wanted to sleep with her, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. That, that's pretty bad. People are freaking psycho sometimes. Yeah. And, like, not that that guy's psycho to that level, but, like, it's kind of messed up to think, like, I, I really view Caleb as just kind of a means to an end kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, like, he probably thought the whole time, like, Caleb knows a bunch of people, and, like, that's how I'm going to get hooked up, you know? Like, I don't know if that's the exact reason, but I'm like, that could be, you know. That's what it low, feels like. like. Definitely, like, a thing, like, he'd be pursuing, yeah. like... That's really messed up. And shout out to that coworker too, because like I wasn't into her, and I told her that, oh, and sure. she and she didn't like get go crazy about it. She didn't treat me like trash, and mm-hmm. she came back and was like, "Hey, this dude's being weird." Yeah, you know. And I, I know this is a guy that you were starting to trust, so I was nice of her. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her, right? But yeah, you know, honestly, yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything similar to that? We got five minutes left. Yeah, I'm. Uh, there was someone recently. I think I talked about it before recently, where like. It was a friend that I was more, like, afraid of, but it was, like, the last person I was afraid of. So, Mm -hmm. like, normally I wouldn't have a problem, like, cutting off people, but this person, like, actually intimidated me. So, like, I was afraid of cutting him off. But Mm -hmm. um, it just got to the point where I was, like, I genuinely cannot take this anymore. And I straight up told him, like, everything was going on. And it was after another really big thing he did to me. I was, Mm -hmm. like, I just just can't deal with it anymore. Um, And then, like... He texted me a few days after that, like a week after that. And he was like, yeah, I totally understand. I started being such a bad friend. Um, I need some time away to think. And I was like, okay, well, here's what I'm doing for you. Like, I still am considering you a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's like, well, how about we compromise? I'm like, that's the compromise. Yeah. You are friends <laughs> yeah. still. That's again, that back to the boundaries. It. I was like, you're not coming over to my house for stuff like that. Like, kind of like you said, but we're still friends. Sure. But like, that's the compromise. You're not getting anything else. Sure. He's like, okay, Fair. fine. Uh, I'm going to take some time for myself, you know, and stop going to friends' houses and stuff for a while and just, like, learn. I was like, perfect, fine, do what you want. Uh, I was like, cool, you know, we'll we'll talk about it way after, you know, when you've we've gotten better. And then, like, a week later, he texted me again He with a few, a few other people. He's like, hey, man, I want to do a Bible study with, like, you guys. I was like, okay, well, I told him I would support him, so I'll go to one, you know, sure. like, just for one. So he was going to lead it. He was going to lead. I was okay. like, okay, I told him I was going to support that because he talked about it before. I was like, okay, I'll do one for you. And he was like, any day or like, what can, when are you guys free? I'm like, oh, to me, that's putting pressure on me and all my other people. You know, like, I was like, okay, well, we can do like Tuesday, but like my my year is about to get really busy, you know, like sure. hitting the end of the year. Like, you know, it's really busy for me. And he's like, well, this is built around you guys' schedule. I was like, oh. So I was like, fine, I can do next Tuesday. Well, Tuesday comes around. He didn't say anything. <laughs> and then Sorry. Wednesday comes around. He's like, so when are you guys actually going to come over? I was like, I could have done yesterday, but you didn't say anything. And then he didn't respond to that. I was like, oh, God, this is like messed up. Also, this guy was like, <laughs> not to get political, but his Bible study was the Daily Wires Genesis read. Shut up. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. I Heck no, stand. I ain't going to that. And then like, okay, one of the people's in this, one of the people in this group is atheist and very liberal right it felt like what are you trying to do like what are you trying to get sure. out of this like really weird he got really weird with that stuff like okay i have conservative friends but he was like really out there yeah like way beyond what a normal conservative is so i'm like he's like alex jones except like, his own weird version kind of like that yeah. like it was really weird like you're you have a darkness if you're not aligned with his sure. points or whatever weirdo and, like, you know, he would tell me that. He would tell me that, yeah, he would somehow aim it towards me. Sure. Basically, so, again, it was back what I was talking about. Like, people who are really your friends wouldn't really want to change you. Mm-hmm. For me, I have a leadership style called authoritarianism. And it means I'm authoritative, authoritative 
uh, way of leading people. And doesn't mean that I'm a dictator. It just simply means that I have to have a very specific structure in order for me to lead well. Um, and I was in a position where he was, I was leading him in a way, um, but he was basically telling me that, yeah, I was a dictator and it was unbiblical and it was like out of this, you know, like it was completely wrong essentially. Um, and I actually got tested. Like it was a college test that told me what kind of a leader I am. Um, so I was like, and the book really specified there's no wrong answers. Like every leadership style has cons and pros. And I was trying to explain that to him. He was like, no, no, like authoritarianism, like that's dictator. You know, that's that history historically. That's so bad. You know, that's what this country's trying to do. And I was like, oh God, you know, I'm done. He's like, he basically tried to call me, like tell me that I was being like the government. To him. Mm. I was like, I'm not the government. I'm your friend. You know, like I'm not freaking trying to take away your privacy or anything. But he got very delusional on that point. But like, yeah. I don't know where we're at right now, but like, it's definitely never going to be what it was. And I still get sad about it because we were friends for probably a day for almost a decade. Um, and like, I think of all the great times we've had and how I kind of miss him in some parts, but other times I'm like, man, he's just totally different now. Like it's not worth salvaging at this point. It's like, it would have to be so much effort on my part and how much more am I willing to expense just for this guy's benefit? You know, like, to me, I have enough friends and I have really good friends, better friends who are like yeah, way more worth it, you know. And that's how I feel. It's like now you and I, you, like I, to get on our bad side, like really, you got to try. Oh, yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like th- this guy tried. <laughs> so I was like, it was so unnecessary. Yeah. You know, like he probably, I mean, he probably would have pulled something else later on, but I was like, we no, could. Especially if there's history behind it. But yeah. like, yeah, I don't believe in like digging up dirt on people, but like. No. Yeah, if you heard, I, I guess you weren't told about this guy beforehand, but yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing you could have, I don't think you did anything wrong. I mm-hmm. think it was legitimately, like, it oh, felt yeah. very natural, very normal. Like, who else would have, who would disagree with him, you know? Yeah, especially nowadays, like, I'm so agreeable, and, like, I almost let anybody in, you know? Sure. I don't have to have, I don't have to do the boundary things, because I don't think, I just naturally draw people that don't try to take advantage of me. But every now and then someone will fall through the cracks. So that sure. in that point, point, I had to put up boundaries like, hey, you can come to this big social function, but mm-hmm. we're not we're not close. I'll, I'll say this about you, Caleb. A lot of your friends um, are really cool people. It's they're not all they're not people I would have found by myself. Right. That, if that makes sense. Like there's yeah. not people I would have intentionally. Yes, I want to hang out with these people. Mm-hmm. They're really cool people. You, on the other hand, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something's different about them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. You know, like just something's always been different about you particularly. Mm-hmm. I've always been like interested in like pursuing more, you know, deeper friendships. So like mm-hmm. I loved it when you asked me for this podcast. And I was <laughs> like, awesome. Like I love hanging out with Because I didn't catch that when you were like, why me? <laughs> I was like, why me? Because I was like, I really compared myself to like all of your other friends. And I'm yeah. very, I, mean, I think I'm very quite different. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah. I like to think so at least. Sure. Um, and I think that's what led to like, we have a good dynamic. Yeah, exactly. For the show. So I was like, oh man. like yeah. Even if okay. you couldn't see it yet, I knew. Yeah, <laughs> there was something there. <laughs> oh, that's adorable! No, and shout out to your friends, though. I love, yeah. uh, I love having them on. They're really cool. Yeah. So, all right, that's it for this episode. End on a high note. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for saying that. Absolutely. And so, let's do this. Thank you guys for joining this week. We will see you guys next time. Bye.